Not much has changed for months in the Republican presidential primary race, meaning pressure is building on some lower-tier candidates to either make a big jump or get out. We get more from Haston Willis, White House reporter at the Washington Examiner. Haston, where is this pressure coming from? Well, it's uh, coming from donors, basically. No one's voting yet, of course, until January, uh, but you can see some of this popping up with donors. They're looking at where they're going to spend their money. And if a candidate is not catching on, they're going to be reluctant to uh, start spending. Are some of the candidates running out of money? Yeah, I mean, running out of money, maybe not, but certainly some are having having less. The big thing that kind of spurred my story was Tim Scott's uh, Super PAC announcement. It had scheduled a $40 million ad buy, I think mostly in Iowa, and it said it was going to back out of that. They're not going to do it. And they said specifically the reason was that basically uh, Trump is uh, – dominating the race. It says we, are, we aren't going to waste our money when the electorate isn't focused already for a Trump alternative. They're saying they're going to reroute some of that money to fund uh, like door knocking and other grassroots campaigning, but it's not really clear exactly what that's going to look like or what that means. But they're definitely not spending the $40 million uh, on advertisements for Tim Scott. Is that a surprise to you? No, not necessarily, because Scott uh, is only polling at about 2%. Now, to make the debate stage for the next debate, that's going to be November 8th in Miami, you have to be polling at at least 4%. And you can use different polls, you can use different state-level polls, you may be able to do that, but his national polling is at 2%, uh, placing him in danger of not even making that uh, that debate stage in Miami. There's five different candidates who are all polling at below 4% right now. All of those guys are in danger of missing that debate, and uh, they would certainly be in a ton of trouble if they can't even get on the debate stage. Talk a little bit more about those uh, people at the bottom. Are they trying to knock each other out while staying in? Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure all of them would love if the other ones uh, dropped out, but I don't think that's necessarily how it's going to work. But, yeah, the five who are below 4% are Mike Pence, uh, Chris Christie, Doug Burgum, uh, Tim Scott, and Asa Hutchinson. And no one has dropped out yet. I contacted some of them. No one said they're going to drop out. They said they're going to they're gonna make the campaign uh, – de- excuse me, they're going to make the debate stage – and they're going to keep fighting. So it looks like all of them are going to stay in, at least for the moment. Uh, but certainly, uh, at some point, something's going to have to give. We're speaking with Haston Willis, a White House reporter at the Washington Examiner. Haston, if the debate were held tomorrow, who would make the stage? So, again, you can use a different combination of, uh, of polls. I'm not going to predict who can make it, because it's, it's, uh, it can be a little bit uh, murky and mysterious, even to me, how exactly this works. But... Uh, the ones who are clearly polling at above 4% are obviously Trump. He's close to 60%. Uh, but the other ones are Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy. So if, if the, the 4% was like a hard number, uh, the four who qualify are those, and Trump has been skipping debates, doesn't seem to have hurt him. I really doubt he'll do any other debates as long as he's staying above 50%. So you can see a debate potentially with just DeSantis, Haley, and Ramaswamy on stage, which I think would actually be really interesting to see just those three kind of going at it. If it's just three or four or five who make the November 8th debate, uh, what needs to happen between November 8th and January for somebody to really become a formidable, you know, foe for Donald Trump? I mean, yeah, someone would just need to uh, to keep building momentum. I, I guess looking at it that way, they say that the thing you need to do is to be expectations, right? Uh, and the one who's really been doing that lately is Nikki Haley. She's had a lot of, like, big explosive moments um, on the debate stage, uh, some spats with Vivek Ramaswamy in particular. Um, her number, she's still below Ron DeSantis, 
But if you look at her trajectory, she has like doubled her support just since what she had in August. Uh, DeSantis is still above her, but is dropping down. So he's not getting expectations that she is. So she could be someone you could see um, start to become that uh, top non uh, non Trump um, non Trump candidate. And there seems to be a, a you know consensus that somebody needs to emerge to be that top non Trump person. But you know deciding who who that is is easier said than done. Has she helped herself because of the way she's performed in the debate so far? I mean, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's what I was saying, right? I mean, if you look at her numbers, they, they've gone up over each of the two debates. Um, she's, she's kind of a, almost a throwback, kind of a George Bush-style uh, candidate. She has a lot of foreign policy, uh, child foreign policy experience. Uh, she stands out for that. You know, she's a, she's a woman. She's a woman of color. So there's, there's some of that uh, that plays into the race as well. Um, so she has a lot of things that are, that are kind of going for Though, again, she's still only polling at about 8% right now. Thanks, Haston. That's Haston Willis, White House reporter at the Washington Examiner.